Moto X Pod listeners. This is just a quick apology for any sound issues uh, for some of the podiums and things I've been recording in the last week or so. First week of December 2018, I moved a lot of the equipment to my house from the studio for about a week and a half while TJ was still out of town and did a couple recordings that just sounded terrible because I didn't have everything on my laptop set up right. So my apologies. Hopefully you guys can get through it and we'll try to make it better. Thanks. All right, we're back with another episode of The Podium, brought to you by Acherby's. And on the phone with me is the beautiful Christy LaCuro. How are you doing, Christy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you back on, and congratulations on the newborn. How's that going? It's going great. She's sleeping soundly <laughs> right now, so that's a good thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I know you've been, I mean, technically stepmom, but basically you're the mom to M, uh, Gary Sutherland's daughter, and but now you have a newborn, um, so that, you probably really have your hands full right now with all the things that M's involved with, and now being a, you know, having a newborn, it's got to be 100 miles an hour all the time. Yes, we have two girls now, and we, everybody's been giving a hard time to Gary, because they're like, you can only make girls, and so now he wants to try a third time. Oh, right. And I'm like, what if we get a third girl? Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> and, and Gary's just so full of testosterone anyway. He's a man's man, and so it's probably a good thing to have a bunch of girls. Yeah, and he's, the man's man is the sweetest guy you've ever seen around the little girl, so it's so... It's so cute to watch him, especially in these early stages with her right now. Oh, yeah. I, I love his Instagram stuff, that he the, the posts with him and all the little things they're involved with. And she's just, she's a cutie pie. Yeah, she's adorable. Uh, she's been riding a lot more with him, too. Um, and they're going to do a little bit more during Christmas break coming up. But she's getting faster and faster every day, which is uh, exciting and scary at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, so um, you've been involved with uh, with KTM for years. Um, you you kind of stepped away from that, but then you uh, you got involved with U.S. Motorcycle Coaching Association, the Two Wheel Group. Um, are those things you're still involved with, or do you not really have time for those kind of two wheeled uh, that kind of work anymore right now? No, I'm definitely still involved with all of those, uh, as well as the Kirk Caselli Foundation. We just had our oh, yeah. annual ride days last weekend, and it was. Uh, usually successful. We're really excited because we changed locations this year, but we had over 700 people come out, so we're very thankful to all the supporters that came out to that event. Yeah, that looked like a really fun event. I wish we were out on the West Coast where we could be involved with that. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. We barely ever get rain in Southern California, <laughs> but we got rain right before that event, and people were nervous to be too muddy, but it actually ended up being pretty epic by the end of the day. And then, of course, it's been raining all day right now, too. So, like, Gary and his buddies went to the trails early this morning, and they're staying two days to ride trails because rain <laughs> does not come often here. <laughs> that just sounds like an excuse to go ride. Exactly. Well, yeah, I hear the high des is amazing, though, when, when you get a little bit of rain. Oh, it's perfect. The pictures he was sending me today are awesome all of them at the top of the mountain and just the view of everything like it's it's nice when it's not just dust in your face the whole time <laughs> right well let's uh let's get to the podium um i asked you to give us your top three um moments you know working the events you work um you, of course it's a very difficult thing for you to choose but i'd like to to hear your number three and the reason you picked it okay this was super hard for me when you <laughs> 
asked me this question, I started thinking of things, and I, like, immediately came up with, like, 20 things. Off the top of my head. I was like, how am I going to choose three of them? Uh, when I was at KTM, I worked with so many disciplines, so, like, road racing, off-road, motocross, amateur racing, all those things. So, in each of those categories, there's so many great things that happen during my career there. But I'd say um, the number three is my first year with KTM. I worked with the KTM Junior Supercross Challenge Program. And when we first went out at Anaheim 1 at that, at that point in time, this is 2003, we did every single round with that program. So right. at Anaheim 1, we had all the kids there, and we're in the tunnel. And they're so excited because they're about to go out to opening ceremonies. And I'm, like, equally excited because I was a super fan of the sport for so long. And here I am at 19 years old, you know, about to go out to opening ceremonies too so I was watching the excitement on their face and it was the same as mine and I remember seeing like McGrath and Carmichael and Kevin Windham and all those guys in the tunnel and I'm like I can't believe I'm standing next to all these guys and the kids are like screaming look there they are there they are and I'm <laughs> trying to tell them wait no no don't go up to them you know with another space but then the the moment that I remember the most is when the anthem played and all of the kids started singing you know, at the top of their lungs, sitting there, and then just seeing the fireworks go off and just standing in the tunnel there, right, you know, at Anaheim. And, like, that's a moment I'll never forget is being able to witness that for the first time, and especially with 15 excited kids, you know, that were having just as good of a time as I was. Oh, yeah, I bet that was amazing. I mean, just the, the bright eyes of a kid. And, yeah, I mean, heck, as an adult, like you say, you know, standing there next to those guys, <laughs> you get pretty excited, but, man... Yeah, I, I love seeing I, those kids on the on the podium. That you know, when they get up there, and they always, almost always, say, either they say something really funny or they're very shy and don't say anything. Oh yeah, that whole program is is amazing. What it does, it basically creates a lifelong memory for all those kids. And there's so many pro riders now that have gone through that right. program. My, my the first pro rider that I helped through the program was Jesse Nelson, that had turned pro, um, and that's pretty crazy to me now because he's like. I don't know, 23 or something right. like that now. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you were eight years old and you did the program with me? Like, how old am I now? <laughs> Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, but it, it's pretty cool to, to see all the people that have gone through the program and all the memories made. So that, that program's super dear to me, but that first memory of opening ceremonies and standing with those kids, like, I'll never forget that. We had no pro riders where I grew up uh, except for Steve Lampson. Um, at the time, and so we used to get super excited about him. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. All of a sudden, I'm around all these guys. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're all here. <laughs> That's so cool. That's pretty cool. I love it. Well, let's move on to uh, the second, your second favorite, and why? Second favorite is probably what I've most recently done um, with Two World Group. So, uh, John Eric, the former president of KTM, and I formed. Uh, a partnership with Two Wheel Group where we're business consultants um, for the bicycle and motorcycle space. And that memory of being able to say that we kind of created something on our own to help the industry and give back has been huge for me. Like, I, I never anticipated doing this and owning a business. I always thought I would work for a company. Um, but stepping, like kind of branching out and doing this has been great. And we make sure that we spend at least 20% of our time giving back to the industry. So we, of course, have our clients that are paying us and that's how we're making money. But the, the USMCA and the Kirk Caselli Foundation and those types of things are um, commitments that we continue to, to carry on with so that we're giving back to the industry that's given us our whole careers. Yeah, that's. I love that you're involved with all these 
these type of programs that give back and help out. I mean, it's really, it, it says a lot about your personality. I mean, you know, I, I've never met you, but I can kind of, I see a little bit through social media, the, the eyes of Gary and, and of course hearing Chris talk about you, Kiefer talk about you. And, and it sounds like you're just a really amazing person. And, and I, so I, I really, I get excited when I see these things with Gary and whatnot, just because I, I just think, I think you seem to be an awesome person. Well, I appreciate that. We, it, it's funny because, it, I mean, it gave me, you know, Gary, too, at the same time, the family that I have now. So, like, John Eric and I both feel that our whole lives are the way they are because of this industry and what yeah. it's given us. And so it's definitely something to keep giving back to. Like, I have two beautiful little girls and <laughs> right. a fiancé and everything just because of meeting people to this industry. And, and basically, probably 95% of the friends that I have at this time in my life are all from, from within the industry. Right, right. Well, let me ask you something. I, I hadn't had a chance to talk to you since, you know, Gary wins the championship last year, two championships, and then loses his ride. How, how did you, what did you think of that situation? And how, you know, what was, I'm sure you had to kind of give him a little motivation, a little pep talk here and there, but like, you know, what went through your mind when that happened? You know how this industry works. It, yeah, it was not a fun situation, uh, but, First off, the contract was not a good contract that he had, so that was the first mistake. It was a three-year contract that had some pretty big loopholes in it, mm. and that's how they were able to kind of shut him out right away. And, and the worst part about it, it's not so much that they decided to drop him from the team, but the timing of when they did left him without anything. Yeah, And yeah. we were very, very fortunate that Suzuki stepped up at the time and decided to help him, and he was looking forward to representing them pretty well last year and assuming that there'd be a little bit more sponsorship from them than there ended up being, um, with them kind of trying to help uh, get the bike ready for off-road racing because the bike that they had had, you know, not been raced by an off-road person in quite a long time. So we, we really assumed they were going to work a lot more with him. And unfortunately, there was just some DNFs and some mechanicals that there wasn't a lot of help on. Yeah, and that hurt his season. Yeah, heard a season quite a bit, but we're still super appreciative that they gave him anything sure. um, at that point in time because nobody else was, <laughs> you know, we were about to have to hang up the boots and it, and it saved him and he was able to do well enough to earn a support ride this year with KTM and so now he's back in orange, which is my favorite color and <laughs> a, a really reliable bike and I could pull out all of my orange stuff from the closet again and <laughs> for the kids and uh, go support him at the races and he raced last weekend the Takati Enduro on the KTM and won so nice. he's already off to a, a really good start yeah, there I, so we're go ahead certainly uh, I was just going to say that you know, I mean the Suzuki is Look, it, it's lost the shoot all the shootouts for the last few years. You know, at, at an amateur level, for the average person buying a bike, there's nothing wrong with the Suzuki. But at that elite level, it has some flaws, and and I think he knew that kind of going in. But yeah, he took what he could, and now he's on. You know, arguably one of the best bikes made. So I I, I really look for him to go back out and kick some ass this year. Yeah, and, and a lot of it, it wasn't even so much the, the like Suzuki's fault. It was just that they haven't sold enough Suzuki's in the last, you know, couple years for certain companies like IMS to make a big tank for mm -hmm. the new bike. And so Gary really struggled trying to find a tank. And at the last uh, 
the last round that we did of the works, he actually ran a stock tank and we pitted him with milk jugs <laughs> three different times just to get him around because he wanted to race the new bike because it was so much more powerful and better yeah. um, than what he had. So we ended up just running a stock tank and it, it sucks because he had to pass people back right. multiple times throughout the day if he kept having to pit. But um, those are the kind of things we did. And, and, and like I said, that wasn't really Suzuki's fault. It was just, you know, aftermarket companies were like, hey, there's not enough of these going around right now um, for us to put the focus on making a product for them. And so just little things like that um, just hindered the season here and there. But uh, like I said, we are really grateful that they did step up in a time of support. And, um, you know, Chris Wheeler was great yep. um, to work with. He unfortunately had a really bad injury last year, too, um, which took him out for quite a few months. Uh, also, during the summer, he broke his back. Yeah, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. For decades, Acherby's has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With research and development, they continue to be on the top step of the podium each year. With products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, Acherby's is what you need. Acherby's is the proud sponsor of Factory Red Bull KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and many more teams. If you're looking for full plastic kits, individual pieces, disc guards, chain guide sliders and blocks, frame guards, gear, or any other of the numerous products Acherby's offers, visit acherbysusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and Brian and the crew will take care of you. Make sure to let them know that the Moto X Pod show sent you. Well, Christy, let's move on to your number one. What's your number one experience? Okay, number one. Uh, so most people that follow kind of the history of KTM will know that KTM never had any success in the 450 class until Roger DeCoster came along and then brought Ryan Dungey and did just a ton of work on the bike. And as somebody who had already worked at the company for about 10 years by the time Roger came on and then and the rest of the team and then Ryan, uh, his first win at Phoenix is definitely my number one memory because there were so many of us at Phoenix that weekend that had worked at KTM for years and had waited for this moment and waited for people to recognize that the bike could actually win championships and all this kind of stuff. So as much as it was memorable to Dungy and Roger and those people that had recently joined, to those of us who had been there for years through all the highs and lows and everybody telling us that KTM was the worst motocross bike that ever existed, <laughs> right. like that moment we'll never forget. I mean, we were there was just like hugs and screaming all around. It was That moment was greater than when he actually won the first championship. <laughs> Because it was just finally like, oh my gosh, what a weight lifted off our shoulders. Yeah, some vindication. You know, this, yeah, finally a win. And then everything just kind of trickled, you know, from there out um, with him continuing to get wins and then eventually, you know, multiple championships to where now, you know, people always see KTM as a contender in motocross. And most people don't even remember back in the day when they were just mocked. Right. All the time. No, no. Yeah, that, you're right. I mean, I, I heck, I, I'd have to say there was moments when I was one of those guys. I was like, look at that linkless thing and piece of junk. Why would you buy that? And yeah, I mean, look, you guys stuck with it. And now that you're really probably the, the elite of the bikes. I mean, I'm a Honda guy, but, you know, I, I realize that most people like the KTMs better. That's, that's the bike of choice for most people now. 
Yeah. Well, and, and when I first started at KTM, I remember we'd go to off-road races and you'd wear an orange shirt and people thought you were a hero. You know, everyone's like, oh, do you work for KTM? And coming up and asking you questions and like high-fiving you. And then I would go to an amateur motocross race and people would just like snicker oh, and laugh wow. and you know, you'd try to call people for support rides and like, eh, I don't really think so. Someone <laughs> <laughs> wanted to ride the bike. Right. To figure out what you can do to get anybody to ride, ride the bike. Uh, with the exception of maybe the 65 <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the time. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember when McGrath, you know, went to KTM, then he got hurt, and it was like this big black cloud over it. I think that's really where my opinion probably came from was that time frame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. The Bud Light. Yeah. Bud Light KTM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my first few months there was when that was all happening. He had signed and then was basically leaving the company and I was I remember it was just huge drama because they thought that that was going to be like what eventually ended up being the Ryan Dungey right well, <laughs> and it didn't work out instead he left and then everybody was you know laughing and like ah oh, they couldn't even keep it together for him right it definitely didn't help the reputation at the time but it sounds you know hey they didn't they didn't give in they just continued to work and they hired the best and Roger you know, Roger, along with every, the other employees, turned that thing around, and now they're multi-time champions in Supercross, Motocross. You know, shoot, you can't can't talk bad about them now. Yeah, and and their their brand awareness has increased so much over yep. the years, and and just knowing that their motto is ready to race. And as soon as they kind of figured out that's everything that they needed to focus on, a lot of these pieces kept coming together. If you're going to say you're ready to race, then you need to be at the front of all the competition that's really when they refocus and put a lot of money toward racing which um doesn't always make the most sense for other brands if that's not really their focus but since that's what we were going around saying it was like well you better put your money where yeah. <laughs> your mouth is and and show that you you truly are you know the number one competition bike well and they yeah they definitely i think you know they had the electric start first they they still have the two strokes, and then they kind of came out with the basically the limited edition, uh, you know, the the Supercross edition every year, and Honda's sort of copying that a little bit this year with the, or in, with the limited edition Roxen version. But they're they're leading mm-hmm. the way in so many ways. Um, you know, I mean, I've rode a couple, and I like them. I just I just have Honda red in my blood. It's I'm, that's that's what I like, you know, and. Yeah, so I'm gonna stick with it. But I, I really, if I was to go anywhere else, it would probably be KTM. Yeah, well, I have many family members that are still Red Riders from yeah. 20 years ago. So <laughs> that's it. '93 was my first one, and I, I still live in those the glory days of my my '93 '94 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, some all the bikes are so good oh, now. Yeah, yeah you for know, sure. It's, it's really just whatever your discipline is and how much money you want to spend. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Well, Christy, thank you for coming on tonight. Um, I guess I caught you at a good time where the baby was sleeping, and that that really worked out. So I'm sure, I'm sure uh, the baby will be up soon, and you'll have your hands full again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. She's she's still sound asleep right now. So far, motorcycle talk does not get her interest. So. Right, right. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming on for a few minutes tonight, and um, you know, I don't know if you're planning on going to Anaheim Wine or anything, but if you're there, I'd uh, I'll have to say hi. I'm, I'm flying out for that, and I'll love to meet you. Oh, awesome! Yeah, that'd be great. I I plan to, unless for some reason Gary has a race that weekend that I'm not aware of at the moment. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's right around the corner, so hopefully not. I'd I'd love to visit a little bit. So, yeah, it, that would be great. All right, Chrissy. Well, you have a good night, and it was great talking to you. All right, you too. Thank you. Thanks.